Hello and welcome to the, the Drywall, Drywall Podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. I've been in and around the drywall industry for more than 20 years. I've worked in the union, finished piece rate, and worked hourly with many different companies and people spanning the West Coast and beyond. The Drywall Podcast will be exploring the world of drywall and interviewing the professionals that make it happen. Hello and welcome to a surplus episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, Max and Billy of Out West Drywall Supply, serving your Western Slope, Colorado needs. We discuss the importance of mending old relationships, the power of ice baths, and much much more yeah i mean <laughs> you know like i said i grew up in japan our families were estranged so just we never had a connection there and out of the blue we got invited to a christmas party where mr ranky was and i was kind of telling him you know doing oil and gas you know i kind of see like that industry's crashing because that's a very cyclical industry and he's like well what do you think about moving out to uh western slope to run a drywall supply yard i was like if i can get back to the western slope of colorado count me in i've known these guys for well over a year and they've always been huge supporters of fresco harmony uh not to mention carrying fresco harmony in their stores and i'm very excited for this interview The Drywall Podcast is brought to you today by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. If you would like information about Fresco Harmony, The Drywall Podcast, or anything, you can email me directly at info at frescoharmony.com. But for now, Billy and Max on the 24th episode of the drywall podcast let's get into it how's it going max good morning and i know you guys are busy so thank you so much for joining me on the drywall podcast today this is my first run with the brand new altic lansing uh headphones it's a little weird because i can't hear myself which is kind of weird but uh you sound good Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I think everything's fine. And you guys are no slot. So we've got Max and Billy with Out West Drywall Supply in Colorado with us today. Thanks, you guys, for taking the time. Oh, thanks for having us. How awesome. I have both of you. Have, <laughs> have you listened to any of the drywall podcasts yet? I listened to the drywall shorty one. Okay. She's yeah. pretty cool. She's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say <laughs> it's not really what you'd think. Um, you know, you know, she has, she has a hundred thousand followers on YouTube. Ooh. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. And what, what about you, Billy? Have you listened no, to the? I have not. I, I live, I live a little indifferent life. Uh, yeah. I, I strike social media, television, most of these things from my life. So Oh, good, good. Honestly, meant to just to kind of see what it was all about, but yeah, yeah. Well, we've gotten over a thousand downloads now, which is pretty impressive. Um, just to bring you up to speed, yeah, the Drywall Podcast is doing 
much better than I would have anticipated. So it's catching the attention of it's working in the regard that um, like I was always trying to market Fresco Harmony like straight, like straight direct marketing. And that was always challenging because people are like, what the hell is Fresco Harmony? But the drywall podcast is cool because like it, you know, I'm just direct to the the contractors and now they're going to be calling us demanding more Fresco Harmony. Yeah. They're already, well, you Max, you've got kind of a, you've got a little nugget over there. Um, But I did talk to a guy from Grand Junction, uh, a little while ago and he loves it like his feedback was i think he just bought the galtiero steel so we were talking a little bit about sealers and things like that he loves it so it's really taken off for him he's uh it's a niche he's picked up and actually he could probably be doing whole houses but he chooses not to yeah wants to do little highlights i yeah i've been encouraging him to maybe put some people on and and take those bigger jobs and use his specialty skills for his, you know, little accent walls. But yep. he has hit a niche with uh, one of our builders. Well, it's actually the builder's um, wife, but she is a real estate agent and in the market and mm-hmm. looks for those special unique products to like just highlight her projects, her and her husband's projects, all the builders. Okay. And, uh, she she appreciates this product and cool. she's incorporating it into pretty much everything moving forward and and that, that would be the stuff Dave's working on with her but okay it, it's it's cool. a nice niche it, it adds that it adds that special touch to those people's projects that are really looking to just you know differentiate themselves and do it economically right Yes. Yeah. Um, it, there's there's already been a handful of houses done here in the Roaring Fork Valley, the Aspen Market, yep. and a few um, uh, restaurants as well. So, yeah, there's a couple dudes that I've talked to down there that have called me directly with just random questions and stuff. Yeah, um, Galatorial um, Steel, I think, is uh, a popular color. That's a custom color for yeah. Fresco, and yeah, it's the, your reputation is uh, proceeding. It's just, you know, it's so hard to push a new product in this market. I talk about that. So uh, uh, the the podcast with Columbia Tools will have dropped um, by the time this one is released. So I talked to those guys last week, and we're going to have a part two really cool dudes from uh, British Columbia. Um, and we talk a lot about distribution, uh, the drywall supply yards, and like how these giant companies are sort of like buying up all these drywall supply yards and how it's getting it's getting harder to drive new products and innovation because these larger companies have they kind of have their you know you got your bread and butter man you're selling your mud you're selling your sheetrock you're selling your you know steel studs maybe acoustical tiles like your money makers and a lot of them get really locked into that you know that uh profit margin and neglect and and then the newer products get get uh get neglected because they're not money makers at first but they can differentiate your supply yard from other supply yards maybe that don't carry specialty products right so that's kind of why fresco harmony is you know 
has synergy with out west drywall because we're a small independently yeah. owned drywall supply yard and we have the flexibility to bring in those unique new products and kind of be on the cutting edge of the uh the industry so you know when you approached billy about it billy called me he's like dude check this out you know i was like color drywall i'm like okay and then you <laughs> did your demo up here and dude it sells itself you know it, it's a cool product and, yeah uh, yeah it, we're just happy that, you know, Fresco Harmony and Out West Drywall have developed this relationship and we look forward to continue to grow on that. Yeah, you guys are you guys are pioneers. Um, and I, I don't want to talk all about uh, Fresco Harmony. Um, there's a lot of cool. One question right out of the bag, though, would be for Billy. And it's uh, so do, is there a reason behind your reluctance towards social media? Do you have is it a religious thing? It's it's a religious thing, yes. Okay, that's what I thought. It's a stand I take with a a church and okay. Baptist that just I've removed it from my life, my home, and okay, some personal beliefs along with a handful of other things. It's not just the oh okay social media, but all right, and um, TV as well. TV as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. And so, I mean, cause social media is so prevalent. Um, how do you find that that affects you? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm very interested. I'm interested in the dynamic of social media taking off. I'm very active yeah. with social media, but I'm also aware of like the addictive nature of it. And, you know, this rabbit hole that people get sucked down. We don't have to talk a whole lot about it. Um, but it's interesting to me. Do, how do you feel like you moving through life without these distractions is different from somebody that maybe uses social media every day? Um, it, it's strange you ask because we actually just had a, a conversation about this last night about whether it's crippling us, putting us at disadvantages or or whether this is just a form of suffering we need to take to take to choose the right path but uh sure um the social media not so much but just simple forms of communication like email and having everything in the palm of your hands when you need it you know keeping up with business yeah there's definitely a real fine line there um all in all a small business, small market, one-on-one, face-to-face, personal touch. You just, you can't beat it. You can't beat yeah. it. Um, you know, I, I do see that there is a advantage to the social media. I, I did dabble in it for a while with other companies and with this company, but, uh, but okay. it always seemed to have a greater it, it never really touched my market. It, it, it was just always something that occupied my time and actually just it, the, the expanse of it never truly benefited what I, my goals or my market or my customer base or myself. So. Okay. I, I could see it being different for different entities or, yeah. or like where you're trying to reach a larger scale, you know, yeah, we're not going to have guys from three states away coming over here to buy a handful of products. Most yeah. of our business is close relationship, and and a lot of that's being lost. I, I feel yeah. in social media, um, yep. you know, yep. the phone call, the in person, it just it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's changing. It's changing. Like, uh, yeah, like like the younger generation won't even use the phone. You know, no, no. <laughs> which is which is, and there's something lost there too. And also, it reminds me of when I'll have a difficult conversation with somebody. Uh, you know, uh, even my wife included, it becomes this like text thing, <laughs> and that is a way different conversation than if we're sitting. Yes. In, in proximity, or if I have a difficult conversation with a client or a friend, yeah. uh, that personal, that's, that's getting lost. And that's a challenging aspect that deepen it deepens relationships. And that gets lost when you, when you're texting or you just blow somebody off or whatever. Everyone's um, a keyboard war- warrior, right? Like it's easy to sit back yeah. here and I, I'm guilt. I'm still guilty of it, even though I take those out. Um, we have texting apps for our customers and, and other things. And I I find, especially in difficult conversation, I find the ease of doing it through a median-like texting over a phone call or in person. And that's not good. At the end of the day, that's not good. Okay. Okay, very cool. And uh, do you do you guys hire um a social media person have you thought about hiring somebody just to handle social media or any of that i mean max you're on there a little bit i see your stuff yeah no we're probably not going to hire anyone specifically to do it you know we'll probably authorize the the individual yard managers to be an administrator on our one you know facebook page i think that's the only social media we have as a company okay um but again you know going back to what billy and you were talking about you know the the loss of interpersonal communication is, yeah. you know, it, it's there, but, you know, we're talking about two different things. Social media yes. is also a tool that we yeah. can utilize and capitalize on. But um, like Billy said, our relationships are primarily based on face-to-face and spending time with each other. Um, but it it is still a useful tool and it's definitely not something that we're just going to walk away from it, by any means. It brought it brought this it's responsible for this relationship yeah. right here yeah uh it was a a customer of mine who actually followed yeah. you i was uh, gonna say that <laughs> on your on your social media platforms that that that's how he found you that's how the interest was created and then brought yeah. it to myself you know and yeah. then which so yeah, yeah. i mean I, I, I see it. It's just a choice I choose not to. Yeah, make. shout out too to uh, Tomahawk Drywall there for uh, for allowing this relationship to happen and being cool enough to be like, "Hey, Billy, you should carry this stuff. It, it's pretty cool, even though it's going to create all this. You know, the, the the irony is like he's you know the fear is like yeah. you're going to create all this uh, competition, yeah. and it's like, dude, I can't give this shit away. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, drywallers are. They're about as stubborn as they come, you know. <laughs> right? He could have kept it in his back pocket. Yeah, he, he could. He could have, but no, he didn't. He put it out there, and uh, good it was for very him, right? cool. And also, the aspect of it, it's come up a couple times on the podcast where social media is bringing this industry together, where it's mostly been. You know, I just had a podcast with Josh Martin. Um, you know, he's out in the boonies. And he's like, I, I feel like I'm finally connected to the drywall community because of this, uh, you know, otherwise I'm just, you know, my dad's a drywaller and we talk about it, but his dad's like 70, never listened to a podcast in his life. And he's listened to all of them, which is super cool. Um, so we're getting some of that feedback. 
Yeah, just um, like you know, any tool, it comes with responsibility, right? You got to use it yeah, yeah. intelligently and safely. Yeah. And be aware, we have times at my house where we shut it off. Uh, you know, when we get up in the morning, uh, when we get home, you know, my son wants to turn on the TV or play video game. And it's like, we got a 30 minute rule, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that is a big deal, you know, and it just, it just, it regulates a little bit of that. I have a year and a half year old at home and we just had that conversation last week. You know, we're limiting screen time to one hour at most, ideally zero screen time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes mom and dad just like put the kid in front of the TV and yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. It no. And I, I mean, it definitely helps with that as well. We're getting ready. We're going to do something and it's like, you know, okay, you can watch TV yeah. right now. Cause I don't want to do I got to get ready. <laughs> it's, it's like, just, I gotta, like I said, man, it's a tool and you got to use it responsibly. That's, you know, yeah. Let's dive, let's dive in a little bit to the history of out West. I know my limited, my limited, and I should have done a bunch of background, but uh, you know what? It's fun in these, in these interviews to sort of explore uh, from a, also from a layman perspective. Um, I know Max, your, I want to say uncle, what is the originator of out West drywall? How, tell me about the meager beginnings. And then I'd like to hear how Billy, how you uh, sort of came into the fold, how, how it all sort of started. So out West drywall was started in 1996, 97, by uh, Max Rose. Um, He started off in Montrose, Colorado with one yard, uh, subsequently opened another yard in Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, I believe it was at that point, or maybe they even bought the one here in Glenwood Springs. So it was three locations. And then uh, Henry Ranke, the owner, bought Out West Drywall Supply and since then, we've opened a new location in uh, Eagle, Colorado as well. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the short history on it. Um, that's, pretty, Ranke, that's pretty recent, 97. I mean, com- comparatively, why did he get into selling drywall stuff? Max Rose? Yeah. He, and he is, are you related, for, are you related, to, you're related to Henry, not Max? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, I have no relation with Max Rose other than having the okay. same first name. Okay. Um, yeah. He worked for Pioneer Materials before, you know, okay. he worked for a corporation and realized that he could make money doing it independently. Okay. So he found a financial backer, uh, took the leap of faith, opened it up. Um, and then <clears throat> Henry Ranke, he owned uh, drywall supply stores out in Illinois, Chicago area, um, was very successful there. Um, he opened a um, ceiling tile and grid distribution yard in Denver, and then he was looking to expand west, and that's when he uh, sat down with Max Rose and uh, negotiated the purchase of Out West Drywall. How did those two know each other? He, did he just research uh, drywall supply yards and like the Western Slope? Yeah, I, I'm not really sure. I know that Henry was um, constantly looking at, he always had Western Colorado in his sights. Um, so he had been visiting drywall, independent drywall supply yards on the Western Slope for some time before uh, he purchased uh, out West with Max Rose. So he, he had been in the market, you know, doing his okay. own research 
And uh, I guess him and Max Rose hit it off and came yeah. to a mutually beneficial number and the rest is history, so to speak. Why drywall supply? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, no offense. No. Yeah, no, it, it's fine. Uh, it's not so, the sexiest. It's not the sexiest thing you can but, sell. Uh, <laughs> Henry, Henry Ranky. So he was a captain in the Navy, got out of the Navy, and then he started as a sales rep for USG. So he was okay. selling drywall right. to drywall supply yards. And like any good salesman, you know, you're like, man, I can make more money if I just do it myself. So he decided to go into it for himself, was successful in Illinois, and then he's expanded, you know, like a good capitalist would. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Very cool. And then, uh, Billy, how long down the line and uh, when uh, you got, uh, you started in with Out West? Uh, I started in with Out West in uh, 2010 when they, okay. they pretty much bought a product line that I was involved with. Um, and, and I knew, I knew him, uh, th this is, this was a small town. There was that good old boy, yeah. uh, Max Rose was actually working with, uh, a guy that hired me, Steve Burchard, who partnered with a company called Jones Hearts, who is still a drywall yeah. supply yard on, on the east side in the Denver, uh, area. And, uh. Yeah, they, uh, Jones. Uh, they, I think I think we approached Jones Hertz okay. a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, they were interested. They weren't like closed off to it, but we kind of just didn't. It was a lot of work. We kind of didn't yeah. follow up. You yeah, know, they're like that they're, they're subject to their corporate overlords. So sure, harder. Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of the supply yards are like that. Um, yeah. I think that's why it was. It was much. It was much. It was great working with you guys because you had four yards. It was like a really good size, and it was a good relationship start with, with my particular product. You know, um, very cool. And what was the product that you were peddling at the time? So that that end of it, they were all buddies, and they split. And one one agreed to take on plaster and exterior stucco, and one agreed okay. to take on drywall. And then they kind of made a pack, right? they would lean on us for those products. We'd lean on them for those products. And we just kind of, both of them were small right. entities coming from a big corporate company. And my year with them was right after they started in about 97 okay. and it was interior plaster. Right. But like, like you mentioned earlier, we're getting swallowed up by the, you know, companies drywall. It's a commodity item. It's, it's yeah. numbers it got to the point to where you just couldn't sell plaster, right? You couldn't right. sell interior plaster. Plus um, it was probably taking up a lot of room in the yard. I mean, yeah. plaster sits in bags on pallets, man. I, I mean, that's a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it definitely. So, I mean, I always, I, I, it seems like to me, the Fresco Harmony kiosk, like is kind of less of a nuisance. It's smaller. Yeah. They look neat. You that can makes use their showrooms look <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It kind of gussies up the showroom. I mean, that's big for me, you know, how the product looks, you know, versus mm -hmm. a, a pigment in a sack with like a label on it. You know, mm -hmm. I always thought that's kind of my competition, you know, stucco pigments, <laughs> yeah. you know, or whatever. Um, that's very interesting. And uh, so also, Buck, do you know who Buck Buchanan is? 
Ooh, name sounds very familiar, but so he was one of the sales reps for Eves uh, way back, and I met him at Intex recently, and he wrote a book called Behind the Walls uh, okay. about the history of Eves. I I told him I asked him if he had it on audiobook, and he said no, and I told him I was like, well, I'll read it. I'll read your audiobook for you. Because <laughs> I've always had, this, I've always wanted to read an audio book for some reason. You have a very reason. soothing voice, Nick. That's why you're drywall podcast. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, my mom says I have a nice voice, but I can't. I can't really take. I got to take her feedback with a grain of salt, you know. So, uh, so long story short, I started reading this behind the walls. It's fascinating. It's all about the history of the stucco and that industry, the formulation of the AWCI. Uh, but Buck Buchanan, I recommend it, uh, and he. So he had a po- I did a podcast with him as well, and he's an interesting fella. And we talk about the history of drywall and where that shift occurred from uh, plaster to drywall, and how challenging it was because the stucco guys were the plaster guys were the stucco guys, and when drywall came into the picture, it was just kind of a completely different animal. And they were using pans and knives, and they didn't want to go back outside. And this whole separation started occurring between plaster and drywall and it never to meet back up again. Like the drywall guys don't do, you know, finished walls and stucco guys don't come into the house to do drywall. Probably started at drywall, right? Hence the name drywall. The plasters were allowed back in the houses once it went from plaster, a wet wall to a right. Right. The plaster guys ended up becoming stucco guys because they were used to the tools. Again, again, it goes back to that like resistance to change, man. Those those plaster guys wanted to stick with what they knew. And then there was this new breed of interior wall finisher coming up through the ranks. So uh, so there's four shops of out west drywall supply. Uh, How did those come to be after this Montrose? I wouldn't say takeover, but I mean, partnership with uh, Henry and Max. So they they started with the Montrose shop, but then now there's four shops. How did that happen? So, yeah, I mean, it's just expanding markets. You know, there's a demand there and it's not being met. So Max Rose, being a savvy businessman, decided to um, open a yard in Grand Junction. And he actually purchased the yard I'm in in Glenwood from Pioneer Materials, if I'm not mistaken. Pioneer or Defiance? I mean, this this yard has been owned by a handful of other yes. companies before okay. Out West okay. owned it. Sure. Um, I think Gypsum Supply owned it at some point. Um, okay. Anyways, their loss, our gain, um, they didn't see the, the, the growth potential here and sold it to Out West, and now... Uh, Glenwood Springs is one of our premier yards because um, yes. we serve the Aspen market down to Rifle. And um, the same is true and why we expanded over to Eagle. Um, the market was feedback indicated that their needs weren't being met by the existing supply yards over there, which is Pioneer Materials, which is another corporation. That's our primary competitor. So Henry Ranke decided to buy a lot and build a yard from scratch. So it had to do with the proximity to the Western Slope sort of clientele. And if you don't know this, I mean, I spent some time in Colorado. These guys will come. I was in Crested Butte specifically. They will 
get supplies from Montrose. Like that's an hour and what an hour and 20 minutes, an yeah, hour one on way conditions. Yeah. <laughs> two hours, two, two hours. Yeah. We had dudes driving from the other side of Gunnison all the way to Crested yeah. Butte every day to work. And they'll hire people even like as far as Grand Junction. It's really crazy. So how far people drive around. I just recently did a small job for Green Builder Media in uh, Green uh, Lake uh, Lake City, Colorado. They're doing a, pro- a project called Mariposa uh, that's supposed to be like green, uh, like sustainability uh they they purchased like a hundred thousand acres and it's surrounded by national forest and it's all for the for the good of like learning you know green building systems cool. and things like this yeah lake uh, city is a cool spot very um, cool our, yeah our geographic uh market region is the entire western slope so from summit county breckenridge west basically uh we go into uh moab utah southeast uh, southern wyoming yeah. Yeah, northern New Mexico. Um, yep. And obviously that entails lots of distance, you know, um, so yeah. that's that's kind of what dictates the geographic locations of our yards is uh, sure. the operational um, feasibility of a daily, you know, drywall delivery run. Sure. So that was probably that was probably attractive to Henry back in the day. He was like, oh, OK, I can get some market share here. Uh, yeah, I mean, this. it's it's us and uh, basically one other mega corporation. So we we've got a very good, healthy market share out here. What's and, the mega corporation, if you don't mind my well, asking? It's Pioneer Materials. They're they're owned. Okay. They're a publicly traded corporation. Okay. Uh, and they have multiple yards throughout the state. Um. So that's that's our primary competition, but. The point I was making was that we're poised for even more growth out here on the Western Slope. Uh, out West is investing in new new equipment. Uh, we're hiring a new young generation of future leaders to run the company and uh, investing in uh, upgrading our, our software system. So we're, we're poised to capitalize on all the future growth. You know, we realize that there's, you know, certainly a lot of market volatility right now. No one really knows what the economy is going to do. But regardless, if you don't plan for a successful future, you're never going to capitalize on it. So we foresee us continuing to grow and to uh, really service this market and take care of our customers the best way we can. And your your background is in uh, business, right, Max? Uh, yeah, I've got kind of a very colorful background. My first, you know, career was all in food and beverage. Started oh, I didn't off know that. Bus boy, you know, worked all my way up to uh, manage a uh, uh, one of the top tier restaurants in Crested Butte. Um, so I kind of went shut that shut the hell up, dude. Yeah, when ninety three eighty. Yeah, I I went to the pinnacle of that, and you know, realized that's kind of not what I wanted to do. We were pretty close to being in Crested Butte at the same time. I was there like two thousand one, two, and three. Okay, I, I wasn't up there until about two thousand six. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, but anyways, I mean, it, that was that was my first career, food and beverage. Did that. Uh, then I went back to school, and I wanted to do. Um, outdoor leadership, resort management. I wanted to do uh, stuff with the military. They have uh, MWR, 
morale, welfare, recreation. Because I grew up in Japan on a military base, so I had that history with the military and the government, and I kind of wanted to do something, you know, single sailor program, something fun for the guys. Um, so I was going down that route, and then I graduated in 2008 after doing an internship with the Navy, and the, you know, the government wasn't hiring anyone, so decided, okay, go back to school, and I got into uh, doing oil and gas lease negotiations. So I did that on the front range for about three years. And it was at that point, I was at a, a Christmas party. And uh, I, so a little more background. My yeah, father okay. is uh, Henry Ranke's brother, Carl. Um, my father and him had a falling out when they were like 16 years old. So my side of the family and the Ranke side of the family were estranged. Like we didn't talk to each other. We never saw each other. And um about the, six the years Capulets ago, and the Mo party. the Montagues and the Capulets are like the <laughs> not quite that bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I grew up in Japan. Our families were estranged, so just we never had a connection there. And out of the blue, we got invited to a Christmas party where Mr. Ranky was, and I was kind of telling him, you know, doing oil and gas. You know, I kind of see like that industry's crashing because that's a very cyclical industry. And he's like, well, what do you think about moving out to uh, Western Slope to run a drywall supply yard? I was like, if I can get Duh. back to the Western Slope of Colorado, count me yeah. in. You know, so, and, and at the same time, he could dig his brother a little bit by hiring his son. <laughs> yeah, well, I, Carl, <laughs> Carl had passed away about oh, okay. years prior to all this. All so right. that, that, blood, that bad blood between my father and uh, Hank's brother, that was all gone and passed. So there's no reason not to, to you know, bring the families back together again. So. That's good. That's good. I mean, sometimes those resentments, they'll live long past the death of a, of a person. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, there's no life is too short to hold on to grudges. Yeah. Know? Good for Good for Henry for like. Yeah. Putting, I mean, putting that to know, bed. He liked what he saw in me. I saw the potential to come out to Western Colorado. Yeah. You know, work for an independent company. So I'm not beholden to some overseer with a whip and a calculator. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it was a no brainer for me to get, get back out into Colorado. Now coming from oil and gas and all that stuff, I had no background in construction, drywall, steel, any of that. So I learned it all from the bottom up and I love it. You know, it's, it's, it makes sense to me. And I, the, the thing I like the most is the relationships with the customers and, you know, developing the, that friendship. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what brings me back here every day. Yeah. It's a, it's a neat, it's a very niche uh, community. It's very, it's very unique, uh, you know, and people, people look down their nose at drywallers um, you know, uh, this has come up too in the podcast, like, like, uh, like I chose, I chose this trade because I enjoyed, I enjoyed working hard, but I really enjoyed working with the medium. And I like the challenge of drywall finishing. I'm first generation. I like to work hard. The day went by fast. It was very challenging to learn. Um, that always appealed to me. And that same thread is, is, is uh, intrinsic with this sort of community. I mean, if you don't like it, you're going to jump out. I'm not a hanger. Well, look, man, Humping drywall <laughs> sucks. You know, that's, that's what yeah. we do. <laughs> Carrying yeah. drywall sucks. You know, yeah. I've, I've carried a fair amount of drywall and I don't want to do that again. You know, I don't, I don't have that love of the, the gypsum. Yeah. Yeah. But I like selling it. 
Yeah. And I like the yeah. customers. You know, that's, yeah. that's what it's about for me. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, very cool. And you, and so that military, that sort of that military, um, maybe that's why we've talked about ice baths a little bit. Uh, maybe that's where that sort of comes from that military, like that discipline. Have you read any, uh, David Goggins? Oh yeah. David Goggins. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm well tuned into him. You know, I got, yeah. I was introduced to him by Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. And yeah. He's like his, that. his book is unreal. Like, yeah, yeah. Literally. Like he's, he's, the he's guy is unreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you haven't read David Goggins and you need a little, a, a little boost in the pants, <laughs> give, give it a whirl give it a whirl yeah you'll be running like 100 mile marathons and stuff like that very cool yeah, I, very I cool i got introduced to the the cold exposure through uh wim hoff you heard of wim hoff yeah uh, i mean i actually listened to those i was driving up to uh napa valley uh to a uh, guy bought a bunch of product up in napa valley did a giant house up there it was like kind of during the pandemic and i was like I'm going to go rogue. Like I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it from state to state, you know, yeah, but right. I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to drive up there and see what happens. And nobody stopped me. And I was able to stay in hotels and stuff like this was like during like lockdown shit, like right. California was very locked down. And, uh, I listened to both the Wim Hof method and also David Goggins. Uh, I think it's can't hurt me or something i i can't yeah. i can't remember the title right now but uh yeah but i list them both simultaneously but i have been doing uh cold baths prior to that just because my buddy grant started doing them and it had to do with uh, it had to do with sleep he was having trouble sleeping yeah there's a whole host of benefits you know yeah i yeah. encourage you guys to suffer through a cold bath and <laughs> reap the benefits <laughs> billy billy's probably have you done a cold bath billy not yet. Um, we used we used to cut holes in the ice and jump in the lake. Same I, thing, I'm not man. Sure Same we thing. Why we did it, but <laughs> right. It's a, no. It's like a pull. But you feel it's amazing like, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It's your. It stimulates the yeah, vagus nerve, and <laughs> you know, and and there's like there's all these intrinsic benefits that happen. And I've I've listened to podcasts. I've read a lot of stuff. Um, all I know about the cold, and I still do them. I did one on Monday. Uh, you know, 40, 40 degrees. I go about four and a half minutes. Um, my buddy has a freezer, you know, that's full of water. And all I know is that, uh, I, I, I don't know the science behind it. A lot of it, I still am like, you know, it's beyond me, but, uh, I just like the dopamine release, I think is the main thing. <laughs> like after you get done warming up about 30 minutes later, you just, sort of have this very chill amazing sort of afterglow and you, and then you do sleep really well that night that's my experience yeah. and um that's enough for after, me after you take care of your wife because there's some benefits in the bed as well right <laughs> i have not read that but i'm gonna i'll have to look well, that how do up. you feel i mean i don't know i feel <laughs> great after i get out of cold bath and she my energy uh my wife has done several grant's wife has done several so they'll they'll get up nerve and go in also. So they've done a bunch of them. Um, you know, we're going in, it's a lot easier if you have a buddy or a friend to go to kind of encourage each other. Cause it's really hard to get in there on yeah, your suck own. Suck it up buttercup. <laughs> you guys, you guys have that awesome river though, right there. Now I would oh, be there's down. There's tons of river. I'd be oh, down yeah. in that river. 
Man, we've got about six <laughs> inches of snow out here right now. Uh, yeah, that's ice, that's ice bath territory there. Oh, yeah. We used to do that. We used to, I don't know why we did it. We'd be hiking or something, and we'd dare each other to roll in the snow and swim across the lake. Uh, and you know, so where where was where's that at, Billy? Where were you doing all this? Grand at? Mesa. Grand was, Mesa. Yeah, a couple. I don't know. You can get there twenty minutes from here. Okay, so you grew up. You grew up pretty yeah. close. Yeah, pretty close to that area. You've been yeah. a Coloradian your whole life. No, I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. Moved up when I was five. Okay, all right. Um, Colorado's hard to leave. My wife yes. wants, she wants to go back to, she's ready. She's yes. like, I've had enough of the ghetto. I'm ready to go back to, I'm ready. <laughs> I want to just be in a small town where I know everybody, you know, and we're, you know, Albuquerque is just like kind of hardcore down here. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a market for Fresco Harmony and she has a business that's doing very well, but it's, it's hardcore, you know, with crime and things like that. We don't really see a lot of it, but yeah. Yeah. We, we don't have any of those issues out here really in Colorado. No. It's the same, it's the mountain town. Everyone knows yeah. each other. And I loved, really why we're I, successful. I loved Crested Butte. Um, the only reason I left was because, well, there was a girl, but also I saw potential like there, it wasn't big enough. I had done a couple little jobs for builders, you know, but it, it wasn't big enough for like me to flesh out Fresco Harmony Albuquerque was a nice size where I could, you know, I'd access to 20 designers, infinite amount of, uh, of uh, you know, I, I wasn't really in the drywall community here, which also made it tough, but my tenacity won over. I was like, I'm just going to do specialty walls no matter what. And I bet and, there's a very healthy market there in yeah. Crested Butte and Telluride, you know, just like it's kind of taken off up in Aspen, you know, I bet you do the, the, the selling. Yeah, if I was there, I would probably hit those big builders harder. I know I still know them. Um, you know, and then uh I mean my buddy, the guy I used to work with, CB Drywall, uh Brian Gabu, he just moved to Silver City, New Mexico. Um, you know, I mean, I knew all those guys. I don't know if I want to do that, you know, per se. I mean, I still do the bulk of my here I actually make a decent amount of money doing Fresco Harmony. My guy makes money doing jobs. It's hard to like, it's hard to build that up. I've built that up over 17, 18 years. It's pretty crazy, but uh, you know. So uh, I am curious though. I wanted to ask very quickly. Do you do you guys carry Columbia products? What's your, what's your, <laughs> no, we're not going to, we won't ever carry those. Are you familiar, are you familiar with Columbia products? No, not, not particularly. No. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, they have a pretty cool story. It's going to air in the podcast. I'll send you guys a link. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. The, the Buck Buchanan one, I think you would like Billy. Cause it's like, you know, this old school dude, you know, and that book is pretty fascinating, but, uh, these guys are out of Canada. They're out of Vancouver, BC. And, um, yeah, their dad like started tooling the bazooka and box tools and stuff in a, in a, in a drywall supply yard way back in the day. And now it's Columbia tools and, you know, they sell all over, but they're a smaller brand. Um, you guys, I know are primarily like USA, what is the what is the 
you know, is there any leeway there? Because some products, maybe this part will get made in a certain area. Would you consider carrying a Canadian product? How does that yeah, work? Yeah, Henry Rank is very, very pro North American, right? I mean, he wants everything made in the USA. Um, okay. The biggest thing that dictates what we carry is if they're a part of our uh, buying group, affiliated distributors, it's called AD. It's comprised of like seven or eight different industries. There's plumbing supply, electrical supply, gypsum supply, uh, metal ball bearings, blah, 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 blah. So it's all independently uh, owned companies that, you know, combine their buying power to realize larger economies of scale and purchasing from manufacturers. So that's the number one determination of where we buy material from. Um, Interesting. I think we've talked about that maybe briefly before. Like, do you think AD would be a good like direction for Fresco Harmony? uh, I think within the gypsum supply division. Yeah. Cause those are all the independent guys. They're not, they're not corporate. They're all independently owned small drywall supply guys. Okay. Interesting. And I, you know, I, I, I could get you a list of those guys. Um, just let me know which market you're looking to get into and I can send you some contacts. Uh, what do you mean by market? Geographic I mean, or region? Like if you oh, want to region. get into the front range yeah. or Pacific No, Northwest. I'm honestly looking at L&W sort of in this region. Uh, um, oh, don't tell us know. that. That's our competition, Nick. <laughs> Eastern slope. <laughs> fun fact about fun fact about uh, fun fact about Out West Drywall Supply. They maybe they liked Fresco Harmony well enough, or maybe they just wanted to prevent other people from buying it. I'm not sure, but they have a they have a, a, a what do you call it? Exclusive. They have an exclusive deal for Fresco Harmony uh, based on the Western Slope and the locations that they're in. Um, uh, just a fun fact. Why did you want to do that, too, out of the gate, just out of curiosity? Was that you, Billy, or was that you, Max? That's all Billy. That's all Billy? Why did you want to do this exclusive thing? I mean, there's not much competition in your area, I, I haven't, uh, obviously, I haven't approached Pioneer Materials yet. You better <laughs> <You know>? not. <laughs> so, uh, no, we got an ironclad contract in place, Max. There's no way I could, I, I nothing can get through that. <laughs> we just, when valuable products, we like to be the sole distributor of them. Um, there's just something to, I mean, if it's offered everywhere, we, we like exclusives. We like uh, specialty okay. products that okay. maybe comes more from the plaster side. You know, we, okay. we like dealing in trades and things that no one else has availability to. Right. Um, and, and you've, you've, uh, you've sold other plaster specialty products in the past. We talked a little bit about maybe you having problems with those products. Do you think that Fresco Harmony is going to fall into that same category of we're having problems with this product, it's not selling, custom colors, or what's the difference maybe between a product like Fresco Harmony that I see solving the problem of plaster versus a, versus a plaster product that isn't going to make it because of X, Y, and Z problems? I mean, what problems were you having? You well, know, it's... 
so plaster, mo most plasters are, you have to obtain them from Europe or they're just, they're like you mentioned earlier, they're hard to store or have shelf lives. Okay. Uh, price point. Uh, yeah. I mean, Fresco Harmony uh, solves all those problems. The, pla the, the plaster guys don't like to hear that because it opens the door for a broader spectrum, but the the usability the the products you have in stock the just all of it all the okay. all around it, it just kind of nips all those other areas in the butt okay so uh, and i mean the, with the underlying question being why have we not solved the problem of ugly walls you know i'm either paying i'm either paying very little for texture and paint or level 5 in paint or I'm paying an exorbitant amount for specialty plaster and there's nothing in between. And this is a sales sales point I always go to. It's like, how come I have a hundred choices of countertops or a thousand choices of countertops and I've got two choices of drywall finish for my walls? That's insane. I, I think it goes back to those niches you were talking about earlier where you got this guy with a pan and a knife and he doesn't want to see past, past yeah. this hallway, right? He doesn't yeah. want to look over here to the right or over here to the left. He's got a niche. He does it well. And he, it, it it takes us a different individual to, to see the value or to expand their market or to try and grab a greater market share or realize, right. hey, I can take this from the painter or I, yeah. I can do the same amount of work and offer twice the product. I don't, the, the vision yeah. just doesn't, it's not, most of them want to get in, get out. Yeah. And I don't understand why. Yeah. Yeah. I, th well, I think it's fear, you know, yeah. fear, resistance. I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm, similar so i liked drywall because it was very cut and dry it was like i'm gonna learn this one aspect and i shot myself in the foot because i wish i knew how to frame a little better uh you know a little bit about electrical i honestly i wish i would have like sort of been able to shadow a gc <laughs> you know and tackle like a remodel in my house all i can do is like tear out a wall and like you know make it pretty um uh, but w that thinking that was part of my personality. Like I liked that I could show up and do one, one aspect of the construction industry. It was challenging to break out of that into color. And I think it's challenging for the other drywall guys, plaster guys. I feel like are very proud. They're they're no way. I want to use the hard plaster that's been around for centuries. This is proven. This is old world. This is true Venetian plaster. This, oh, I got this product from Italy. So obviously it's good, you know, and, and I'm charging like $12 a square foot. Whereas I'm like, who gives a shit? Like the client just wants nice walls. They don't care where it came from, man. And also my like opinion is like, well, offer the Venetian plaster at this price point and then offer Fresco Harmony at like half the price. And then painting's half the price of that, you know? Um, kind of interesting. But one uh and thanks, thanks for thanks for that uh that feedback on on just plaster 
plaster products. It's it's an interesting sort of animal. And I do get from more from Glenwood Springs than anywhere. The plaster guys that do plaster day in and day out there are like, oh, this shit's easy. I love it. I want to do more Fresco Harmony because I'm making the same amount and I'm just offering a simpler solution. Like, so they get it because they've been pushing that plaster for years. Um, so that's been kind of interesting, but, uh, one thing I ask all my interviews, I know you guys are, uh, pressed for time you're working over there and I really appreciate your time today. So thank you for that. Uh, is if you could put, and I'll, I'll do you individually, if you could put on a billboard or say something to the drywall community on a national global level, uh, a, instill a pearl of wisdom, what would you guys say? We'll do, uh, let's do Max first. Uh, this was drilled into my head by my old man. It's called the seven P's. Proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> oh, I love it. The seven P's. Mind it's impossible my- to implement in construction. So all you can do is try your best. That's all we can all do. So he used to say, instead of mind your P's and Q's, he'd say, mind your seven P's and Q's. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the uh, seven Q's though? I don't know. <laughs> just seven P's, one Q. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Billy, what would you say to the drywall community? This is your one shot too, because you're not a social media guy. So like you got, you got one blast here, buddy. Look up, look around. Uh, there, there, there's a lot of opportunity to take market share here. Yeah, you're it's either ahead of the curve drivable. or you're behind it. Yep. Yeah, I like that too. Ahead of the and curve or you're behind the curve. That comes up a lot. You know, uh, I I coach my seven year old soccer. Uh, I was a college soccer player. Um, I love soccer. Um, the, a big aspect of soccer uh, that is a that is an analogy for life is keeping your head up when you play. Uh, A lot of people, you know, they're focused on the ground, they're focused on dribbling. And when you, when you bring your head up, which is an actual thing to learn in soccer, uh, some kids have it from a young age, but uh, when you bring your head up, you can see the whole field, you know, and you can create plays. Uh, When you have your head down, you dribble into trouble. Like that that. kind of goes back full circle to our, you know, social media discussion. It's easy to get sucked into the echo chamber or, you know, whatever it is. But when you take a step back and you look at your day-to-day interactions with people, it's like, oh man, life is good. Everyone's fucking yeah. chill. You know, everyone just yeah. wants to make a dollar, take care of their family. Yeah. We're all in the same boat. Yeah. When you, I, I would equate even sh- turning off your social media to, lifting your head up like that is a that is a perfect analogy because all of a sudden now if i'm up in the morning my instinct is to go to the phone and check my facebook and my emails um if i if i put that phone down for 30 minutes i'm engaging and my wife does too then we're all engaged and the tv's not on we're all engaging and sometimes we'll just lay there and not say a damn word you know (laughs) like we're tired you know it's 6 a.m or 5 30 kid just gets up and and we just we're just present with each other i think that's really important you yeah. know present in the present moment yeah. <laughs> billy and max uh of out west drywall supply in colorado thank you for being on the drywall podcast today we really appreciate it um 
any if if they want to get a hold of uh so we're in montrose we are in grand junction we are in glenwood springs and we're also in eagle colorado serving all of your western slope needs if you want to get in touch with uh, out west drywall supply what's the best way you guys outwestdrywallsupply.com has all of our okay. contact information on it okay and you can find the locations there online Thanks for being on the Drywall Podcast today, you guys. You guys have a fantastic day. And uh, let me know. Let me know if you have any questions about anything. Got it. Thanks for having us. All right. Talk to you soon, guys. Special thanks to Billy and Max for being on the Drywall Podcast today. I appreciate your time and value your role in fresco harmony you can listen to the drywall podcast every friday on platforms such as podbean spotify apple podcast and also youtube believe it or not if you have questions or comments about the drywall podcast fresco harmony information you heard on the podcast or anything you can contact me directly at info at frescoharmony.com the drywall podcast was brought to you today by fresco harmony fresco harmony making walls better since 2004 i hope you guys have a fantastic day and remember keep drywalling